Ladies and gentlemen, people of the world, from far off, forgotten lands like Limerick to beautiful bustling metropolises like Bray, County Wicklow, to Japan, to America, to all places in between, all races, creeds, colours, genders, identifications, whoever you are, welcome to episode 9 of the Couch Put It On Rugby. I'm your host, former J4 Waterboy, and for legal reasons you will have to continue calling me Kigo. And we have finally, finally gotten to the end of the group games of the World Cup. It's been a roller coaster of emotions if you're in a green jersey. Um, it has been tough to take and happy to take in equal measure. It's been a bit like that shot of whiskey at the end of the night when, um, obviously not proper 12, but obviously <laughs> um, it was a good idea before you drank it. And this kind of World Cup uh, kind of was a good idea. Uh, hopefully it will continue to be so. But yes, we sit here at the end of a group campaign that's had one loss, uh, many wins, swings and roundabouts, and we have a positive team sitting um, sitting there waiting for the world champions. We'll get on to that in a second. We're going to start off with Hurricane Hegabas, named after former TV presenter Gabby Logan, as we all know. And uh, yeah, so it's been a lot of weird things being said. Um, games should have been done behind closed doors, shipping fans from one stadium to another in jumbo jets, all sorts of weird things. Look, at the end of the day, it was the worst typhoon in Japan in 60 years, something like that. People died, so none of this uh, emotion comes into it. Um, Parise and the other Italian fella who had just who wanted to play the All Blacks, hey, tough, sorry guys, but it's all about keeping people safe. Now, the problem is not necessarily the actions and the how they what they did. To me, the, the problem is how World Rugby talked to us. And maybe this is just me and my problem with authority, but I just think if they'd have, if they'd have said, look, our plan was if game A doesn't happen here, we're going to move it a hundred miles up the road. But the hurt, the typhoon is still there, so we're not moving anyone for safety concerns. If they said that, I think people would have, um, would have said, okay, it appears that these guys had another option, had an idea, had a plan at least. And and look, it's a typhoon. But at least they tried. I think that's kind of the way people would have reacted to it. But instead, they kind of said, no, nah, we're not doing it. It's only Italy, really. Um, all the teams that we want qualified are basically already qualified. So there's nothing really to worry about. Everything is working as it's supposed to work in our eyes, which is kind of the vibe I think most people got. And that's what, what annoys most people. But at the end of the day, we can't, we can't really uh, dispute the decision they made. It's about keeping people safe, and, and that's it. So, um, yeah, it's unfortunate that a couple of games were cancelled, but to have only a couple of games cancelled in a situation like that is, is actually pretty... It's a miracle. It's not it's not down to world rugby. I think it's all a fluke. But, um, but yeah, so, so you know, let's move on from that to, to the quarterfinal. Some people think that having that extra week of a break is good like New Zealand and England and France um, have an extra week is that good or bad now rugby is a team based combat sport as we all know uh, and in order to be calloused up and ready for battle you need to have had a battle and uh, I think the thing that is worrying those teams now 
yeah, they might be uh, well rested, but they haven't had a scrap. If you look at England, England haven't had a tough game in a year. So how much do you know about yourself? You know, when times are tough, if you haven't had tough times and England haven't had tough times. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. And I think um, I think England is a team that needs regular work, regular competition, uh, regular uh, validation that, you know, their arrogance is well founded. Uh, and I think if you push them to the point where they question themselves, and it's going to be similar with the All Blacks, um, they will question themselves and they they may not have a lot of the answers because they haven't been there in, in the last while. And then if you look at New Zealand, same boat, and we're kind of wondering, will this well-rested New Zealand team be able to uh, decimate Ireland? And maybe. I actually think it's a problem. I think the problem that New Zealand have, and you can see it in the, the reactions to New Zealand uh, in the last kind of six months, from the New Zealand press who usually uh, say, you know, it's not a competition. Uh, it's already over. Just give the give the cup to the All Blacks and things like that. Paraphrasing, of course. Um, it's not quite happening this time. I, I heard an interview this morning saying that um, the, the, the worry is that they haven't haven't been the New Zealand of old in a while. Now, they did take um, take a big hammering from South Africa in the first 20 minutes, stood firm and then turned the key, twisted the screw on the South Africans, which took them uh, mentally out of the game. And, and, and it's something they're going to struggle with going forward until they regularly beat the All Blacks. You know, they they weren't able to score. And, and as soon as New Zealand started moving, they were, they were dangerous all the way through. And that's why they are who they are. Um, so the question is now, with um, injuries and replacements, p big players like uh, Carter and McCaw, do New Zealand have leaders? Is the change of Barrett back to full back? Is that um, is that a, a a play of 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 rugby nous or is that an unsure thing? Um, so yeah, it's it's a tricky one. I I, I actually. It's a weird one. Going into the tournament, I did not want to play South Africa. Because I, I kind of felt that at that stage, Ireland didn't have the... Um, because because it's, the trajectory the Irish team is on is, is quite obvious. Uh, and it has been obvious for a long time, but it's been frustrating for us as well because the, the, the oil hasn't been in the machine. The right oil hasn't been in the machine. Uh, but you can see it moving. And I think obviously Japan was a big setback, but at the end of the day, quarterfinals, it's either it's either New Zealand or it was either going to be South Africa. It really makes no difference. Do you want to be stabbed or shot? It doesn't really matter. You're going to have to take that hit in a weird comparison. You're going to have to do that anyway. So I thought that South Africa um, wouldn't respond well to pressure. Uh, and it turns out that they started the, the competition really well in that first 15, 20 minutes. Really, really impressive to the point where I was starting to cry coffee while watching that opening game. And then when New Zealand started rolling back, you go, OK, this is this is a different level. Now, these teams are, are ahead in terms of prep and things like that. This is this is different. Uh, but then New Zealand haven't haven't really been called into action since then. 
So the the I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, he works for the New Zealand Herald. I can't remember. I heard him this morning. He was saying that he hasn't seen New Zealand called into action or, or work or play as they should in um, in 12 months. Now, in, in between that time, there's been a win and a loss to Australia. I think a win and a loss to South Africa. There hasn't been that dominance. And that's the thing that he thinks that they're worried about. I should remember his name. I apologize because um, he was really, really good. And for the first time, you could hear in his voice that New Zealand aren't totally sure. Um, I, I think they they have a plan for what, what they think Ireland will do in terms of uh, rushing up and, and crowding defences and things like that, crossfield kicks, all that, um, which we'll get into Ireland in a second and, and what they have to do. But I think the worry and the pressure that are on is on New Zealand is very different to expectation. It's a, it's almost like a lot of these articles are already written. We we told you so, or you know, all these kind of articles are already written in the bag, waiting to go. A bit like Boris Johnson writing a, I want to leave and I want to stay, and he's just waiting to see what happens. I think New Zealand are very different now. Uh, obviously, supremely classy. Uh, what they did to South Africa was it was amazing because not only did they win but they demoralised South Africa going forward um, the fear of that All Blacks jersey is still there for the Springboks um, and, and that's you know Razzie isn't that long on the job and uh, Felix has popped in there to, to help out and um, you know it's but they do have that fear of the All Blacks jersey, but there's no fear of the All Blacks jersey for Ireland. So let's move into Ireland, OK? Um, the trajectory has been relatively upwards. Uh, Japan aside, which was, I think that was a big shock. Um, shouldn't be, though, when you look at how Japan have been playing and what they've been doing, and certainly what they did to Scotland. Um, they are fantastic to watch and they've been able to keep that emotional intensity they've been able to harness that host thing that all hosts have it's almost like they're playing like champions they're playing no not like champions excuse me they're playing like they're in the championship game they're they're raising everything 15-20% every time it's, it's truly truly amazing they're not a tier 2 nation I think a lot of coaches knew that going in uh, it's just Ireland got caught and got caught badly no matter what you say we took them lightly and then we weren't able to much like the the thing I'm talking about about New Zealand and England we hadn't had the scrap we hadn't um, seen the testicular fortitude is that am I assigning a gender to the team oh a team of men playing rugby oh I shouldn't do that today. anyway it's not for this podcast um, yeah, oh actually we're going to talk about player of the match in a sec but yes we, we hadn't had that scrap we hadn't had that fight we hadn't had that thing where do we have it in us and that was a the, the final kick in the arse for Ireland um, we don't want to feel like that again there's absolutely no shame now obviously I don't I, I hope we win this weekend I want us to win I think we might win but there's no shame in losing if you leave everything out there and I think the, the problem up to this point was is Ireland haven't left everything out there yet uh, New Zealand haven't either but New Zealand haven't had a scrap Ireland have had that scrap against Japan came up on the wrong end um, obviously pre-season aside because pre-season is not real so what do I think is going to happen well I think it's quite it depends on the Irish selection this is what day is today Tuesday uh, Bray Central time so teams haven't been selected uh, there's been nothing out about who's injured who's who's not injured um, 
if Rob Kearney is there, New Zealand's game changes. If Larmer is there, you know what they're going to do. They're going to kick to him. They're going to pressurise him. Um, and, and if Larmer... Now, I, Larmer is, whatever he is, 22. He had a player of the match performance. Look, it's man of the match, but let's move on. Um, performance last week. His his confidence and his mood is up. He hasn't been tested at fullback, um, but we have to find out. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm kind of going well. If if there's a question over Rob, um, now if there isn't, he plays and that's it. But if there's a slight question, if he's you know, if he's fifty five to sixty percent fit, start with Larmer. This is the kid who is going to take that jersey. This is the kid who we, who we who we know can open up a game, who is starting to find his confidence again. Uh, even like I was at the Italy game with the old man, he didn't quite have that sizzle, but he has it back now. Uh, and again, that's with all due respect. I can't I can't drive as fast in my Nissan Note as he can run. So everything is said with respect. Um, but he has that sizzle back. So if there's a doubt about Carney, Larmer's in. Let's go for it. Now, the other option is Carberry at 15, Carty on the bench. And Larmer then can cover both wings if Carney's injured, injured. So it's an interesting interesting option. And, and without Aki, which the Aki card was unfortunately correct, you can, we, can't, we can't really argue about it. People talk about, well, it's the same sanction that the Italian guys got for dropping the South African or whoever it was on his head. That's the call they got wrong, not the Aki one. You can't turn around and say, well, look, look over there. Look what you gave him. That's what American politicians do. They say, well, I know, I know we paid off porn stars, but look at what they're doing over there. You know what I mean? So we can't, we can't use that as our logic because if we use that as our logic, we're just as bad as them. So they got it right, unfortunately, but Aki's going to be in training and pushing the guys forward um, this week, which is massive. And it shows the professionalism, the guts, the balls, everything on the guy. I'm good at Faraki because he's been our Iron Man for, for a long time. Henshaw and Ringrose have been uh, injured at different points and up and down in terms of form. And Aki's been the one there all the way through. Uh, and I'm good at form. It's just so unfortunate. But there's no emotion in sports. We, we move on. And so this week, uh, we kind of... The, the rumours of the long, the long uh, layoff and, and Ireland taking advantage of it will be good because... You know the plan is to have three more games so the lads were arrested there was a heart-to-heart conversation in the squad on the weekend the first weekend after the russia game which is important to do that and you can see um you can see that the the performance against samoa was far far better really really improved i know samoa weren't up to much but you've got to remember you can you can only play what's in front of you and ireland stopped them making any sort of decision they were it was it was such a a, a hammering that if Samoa went to make a cup of tea, they'd get it wrong. That's how frazzled they were. And that was all because of the pressure of Ireland. So I think I think it's all positive and green at the moment. Injuries uh, appear to be relatively manageable, certainly in comparison to when we arrived in Japan. 
um, huge amount of Irish have, have moved over there and uh, are looking for tickets so I have a lot of friends looking for uh, quarterfinal tickets so if anyone knows any or has a couple of spares get in touch with me thecouchpointedireland at gmail.com I'll get them sold for you uh, no commission no nothing face value because we're not pricks um, so yeah um, com there as well facebook.com forward slash Ireland. if you want to hear me play guitar and laugh at my attempt to play guitar uh, facebook.com forward slash Diablo DC music uh, it's all there have a laugh at me but uh, it's just a quick one today to catch up with you guys hope you're all well hope the uh, uh, the annoyance of listening to World Rugby hasn't damaged your enjoyment of the festivities uh, we are about to kick off we are about to get into the business end of it um, everything is the lead up to knockout rugby uh, and knockout rugby is one game this isn't a round robin so are you telling me that on a one game basis Ireland can't beat New Zealand. Is there any New Zealand fan out there who is telling me, and this is with all due respect, because I do think there is a um, a love affair between Ireland and New Zealand uh, based on near misses and a couple of wins over 100 years, but there is a massive amount of respect uh, between the teams, I think, now. Uh, people years ago in New Zealand, they used to say, well, they only know Sean O'Brien. Well, they know a lot more players now. And I think... I think that shows that, uh, that the respect is growing, certainly from the all-black side to, to the green jersey. It's always been there the other way around. Uh, I, I just think if anyone is going to turn around and tell you that Ireland can't beat the all-blacks, they're wrong. If anyone says that uh, you know New Zealand can't beat Ireland, they're very wrong. But on, a, on one day, you're telling me on one day in knockout rugby that Ireland can't beat New Zealand, we'll finish with that. One game, one time, 80 minutes. Are you telling me Ireland can't beat New Zealand? 